There's nothing more inspiring than hearing real people overcome real challenges to get the results they want, especially when those are the same results you'd like to see in your own life. That's why in this episode, we're going deep with an amazing woman named Kathy Boosman who's actually been there and who's finally seen massive success after failing for so long. I can't wait for you to hear her story. Welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss and metabolic flexibility to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a very busy life. It's the perfect blend of insightful education, practical application, and good old-fashioned motivation. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Thinlicious and the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And as you hopefully know by now, today is launch day. And because I wanted to make sure there was plenty of meaty content for you to sink your teeth into on day one, I decided to add in a couple of fun bonus episodes like this one that would give you a taste of all the different types of content we're going to be offering here on this podcast. And so in this episode, we're taking a deep dive into what transforming your life through adopting a low-carb lifestyle actually looks like by sitting down to chat with one of our amazing Thinlicious customers, Kathy Boosman. Kathy jokes that she was so bad at dieting that she couldn't even consider herself a yo-yo dieter because she could never stick to anything long enough to actually lose any weight. A self-proclaimed foodie, she'd last for maybe three days before deciding that if this kind of misery was what it took to lose weight and get healthy, she just wasn't interested. Can anyone relate? She wasn't into starving herself, and she had no interest in depriving herself of all the foods she loved. So, like many of us, she thought she was being practical, eating what she thought was mostly healthy foods, and not worrying too much about the number on the scale. Even so, the number on the scale continued to rise, and so did her other numbers, like her A1C. At one point, her daughter became so worried about her that she had what Kathy described as a come-to-Jesus talk with her. She told me, you want to be around to see your two grandsons grow up, don't you? And that was enough. Kathy didn't want to miss a single thing. Her daughter, who happens to be a naturopathic physician, had reason to be concerned. Kathy's A1C levels hit 5.7, which indicates prediabetes. Clearly, her nonchalant attitude wasn't totally working for her, and hearing her daughter's concern was definitely the wake-up call she needed. She realized that her resistance to change was putting her on a fast track to heart disease. The fear of being too sick to attend her grandson's high school graduation someday was enough to motivate her to finally seek out a new solution. Kathy knew she had to do something, but she's also a realistic, pragmatic, logical person. So when it came to losing weight, she set up some guidelines. She would only follow a program if she could cook real food, eat chocolate, 
and not feel hungry or restricted in any way. And of course, it had to be good for her body. And that didn't actually leave room for very many diets or weight loss programs. Thankfully, that's right about the time Kathy discovered Thinlicious. And spoiler alert, she's managed to lose over 60 pounds and she's still going strong. But honestly, it's better to hear her talk about it in her own words, which is why she recently sat down with one of our awesome Thinlicious success coaches, Lisa Thompson, to talk about her journey. Here's what she had to say. So, okay, Kathy, give us a a brief introduction. Well, I am 68 years old and yes, we look better than we, you know, our age says, right? <laughs> After For that. sure. Um, I am a nurse, actually just retiring, I should say, because I'll work for flu clinics in the fall type of thing, but otherwise just kind of starting to retire. And so I'm enjoying life. I have two grandsons. So it was my reason to get this little uh, come to Jesus talk with my daughter <laughs> that started me on this journey, which has been very wonderful. Um, she says, amazing. I say, I can't believe it's happened. So, well, we, we are so thrilled for you and we, I can't wait to, um, just dig into your story. I know that everybody's going to be super, super inspired. So tell us what, what made you decide to try Thinlicious? Um, what made you decide to try the program and what was it about the program that made you think like this might be different than things you've tried before? I have not tried a lot before. I was, you know, the nurse and I knew the eating, but I did follow a lot of Dr. Mark Hyman's, you know, so I was already eating some fats, eating good food, but I didn't have the right ratios. I have followed Ruth with a productivity thing, which I need to do again, but you know how it goes now that yeah. I'm retired. <laughs> but um, so I, about that time, and it was in June, just when she had started, I saw this on Thinlicious and I'm kind of cheap. So I don't like to do stuff, you know, with that, I spend much money, but you know, it wasn't much money. And I thought, I'm going to try this. I'm just going to see how it goes. She has these recipes, which I, I live alone. I cook a lot. I work nights. Um, the last thing that I did was work nights and I would work three in a row and there was no um, food service there. So I would cook my meals three nights. I would eat the same thing. So this wasn't unusual for me. So I started with some of the foods, the chaffles, et cetera. And I just started on the thing, started on doing it after my daughter had had this little come to Jesus talk with me that I had to do something if I was going to be around to see these young, I have a two, not quite two, but a four-year-old grandson. So it was like, okay, I got to do something here. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. And I can't tell you, I walked in with it saying that this was going to be great. And it was going to, nothing I tried before it ever worked because I couldn't get over those first three days of cravings and not eating and being hungry. And I had this, I have this huge chocolate addiction. Well, so probably one of the first things I made was a chocolate peanut butter balls, which got me through it. And the scale started dropping. And in the first two weeks, I think I lost 10 pounds and it was just, I swear my, something was wrong with my scale. So I have two scales. I checked the second one. It was, it was unbelievable. And I have never lost weight. And it was so easy because I wasn't hungry. I could go get the little peanut butter. I made, I cut them in half. So I had just little bite size ones. And so I would have one at a time. And so it was just, you know, it just went, it happened. That's the best way I can say it. You know, so your daughter has this come to Jesus conversation with you and says, look, I got these kids, you have grandkids, you want to be around for them. And so you go into this thinking nothing else has worked. 
you're not really that optimistic, I'm guessing, that this was going right. to be life-changing for you. Right. Um, did you have any goals when you started? No, no, I didn't. I, and I still can't tell you that I really have a, I think I want to lose another 25 pounds, but I'm going to let my body decide. So, and actually it was my other daughter who doesn't have the kids. It was the one that talked to me. She is a naturopathic physician. So I have an advantage in some of this. And she just said, you know, my A1C had gone up. We'd done some blood work and it was kind of like, you know, something has to, something has to give. Okay. And she was just here when I had had my gallbladder surgery. So it was like, she knew something had to, and then this just came up and I can't believe it. I'll be honest with you. Everybody says I should be proud, but I can't believe for those okay. who heard. Now I know how much you've lost, but I want you to tell everybody because literally like this will give you goosebumps when you hear how much she has lost. So give us the number. Since the end of June, I have lost 55 pounds. 55 pounds. Like that is like a child. Like she lost an entire, like, and not like a baby. That's like a big kid. My uh, grandsons were here the end of August and um, the youngest was about 28 pounds. And I had lost about that much by that time. And so I could pick him up and throw it and put him down. And I kept thinking about, oh my goodness, this is so much easier because I had seen them the first part of May when I was still you know, well overweight, you know, in the obese category. And so it was, it, for me, that was just kind of an eye opener that you were picking up this kid and that's what you were carrying around. Yeah. You know? So it's, yeah. Now thinking 55, I can pick up the other kid and still be more than what he weighs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so crazy. So you, you weren't optimistic you had this chocolate craving. So you were kind of thinking like, if I can get past three days, it'll be miraculous. You start making chocolate peanut butter balls. Were there other things you were worried about going into this? Any hesitation you had? Uh, as I went into it, I didn't realize it was keto. I'll be very honest with you. I didn't realize it was low carb. And so then I got into it and I'm going, I don't really want to get all this wholesome yums. Um, you know, the, I, I like real foods, you know, be very honest with you. And so it was like the first question, I mean, the poor hello, whoever's at hello at delicious probably got a little comments that I didn't want to change, you know, do things like that. Um, so it was, you know, some of those, that kind of resistance. But the other thing was, it was the food was like you said, absolutely fabulous. I was used to cooking. I love to cook. And it, it, the way it just kind of came off. And so I realized that this was working and I'm not going to stop. I got the keto mojo right away, which was a good thing. I'm a nurse. I didn't want to poke my finger, but I do it every day, you know, now because those numbers really, really show you a lot. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No. Um, have your numbers changed significantly since you started? Let's see. I think my uh, fasting blood sugar was 125 or so when I started. Um, and my, like I said, my A1C had gone up to 5.7. I just had blood work done as 5.1 now. Most of the time, my fasting blood sugar is now below 100. And I can tell you what it isn't below 100. It was because I did not use dry farm wines when I drank my wine the night before. <laughs> I can, you know, you can usually tell what it is. I, I would like to do the continuous thing, like you said about your exercise, because that something I have to start exercising. I need to start doing the weight training 
to really tighten up. So in this challenge, I haven't done my 15 minutes. I shoveled snow the other day, if that counts. <laughs> that does count. Yep. It's 15 minutes of movement. And we're not, we're not going to be like, you have to do exactly what we tell you, but exercise is exercise. No, I need to start really doing that weight training and tightening up and um, that, that type of thing to really help because I didn't know, I didn't know I could lose this much weight. I didn't know that there was a possibility. I'm a big gardener. I cannot wait to get out in the yard next in the spring and be able to do so much more, you know? So, yeah, that's crazy because you, I mean, even though you had lost a significant amount by the end of summer, like by the time this summer rolls around, you're going to be a whole new person. Like mm-hmm. your weight loss is so crazy. So you've lost 55 pounds, which is absolutely phenomenal. If you're in the low carb community Facebook group and you search her name, there is this amazing before and after picture. And she says, I didn't, I've never taken a before picture, but here's my before picture for this challenge. And it's compared to a picture that's taken of her um, with her daughter last year. And it's night and day difference. You can see the change. It's so significant. Um, But I love that you were like, this isn't going to work. I'm not even taking a before picture. That's dumb. Um, Because you didn't have these high hopes. So then you start the program. You lose 55 pounds. You are like, oh my goodness. So now that you're at this point, like have your goals, like you said you didn't have goals to start off with and you're still not kind of sure where you want to be. But what what are kind of your thoughts on the whole goal setting, on the whole weight loss process now that you are over 50 pounds into this weight loss journey? And and tell us the last time you weighed this weight. I can't, uh, really, I said it's in the 30-year category. My youngest is 36. Years. So it has to be in the 30-year category that since I've been down this low. Um uh, it was an exercise and cleaning out my closet because I had never, I don't clean out my closet like I should, you know, go through things. And I went through and found this many <laughs> pairs of slacks I could wear the first time and put away three boxes worth of slacks to go on a garage sale or something, you know, anyway, or for my friends to go through, I'll be honest with you. Um, so it's, you know, and then last week I did the rest of the cleaning and I says, gee, I got room in my closet now. And, and I actually, I got I have to tell you this one. I don't know what size I wear. I've been going to a boutique to view a few things. And my doctor, when I saw her last week, she says, go to Costco. They have really cheap stuff. So it's going to Costco to get stuff. And I decided I'll look at these slacks, $5 for these pair of jeans. So I grabbed a size 16, came home, tried them on. Hmm. I had to go back and get a 14. I've never, I can't remember the last time I wore a 14. <laughs> So that's, that's amazing. Even I'm like, like, I don't know what size I am. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. And I mean, I'm in the house now, most of the time in the winter, who cares? You put on a sweater and you're, you know, it doesn't matter, but it's, it is, it is totally amazing, but I, I just can't think of it that way because it's just, I can't believe it's really true that it's, this is really happening to me that it hasn't yeah. happened. Yeah, so. it has happened. And it's, <laughs> it's so amazing to see. So what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out on their Thinlicious journey? Get the Keto Mojo. Go ahead and test your stuff because it's going to answer a lot of questions for you. 
when you get into ketosis, how, you know, like I most of the time have been in low ketosis and, you know, and follow, I mean, the recipes are so good and they've got it all set out to what you can eat. And I don't follow stuff because there's certain things I don't like to eat. And I had a hard time giving up my glass of milk, but I've learned that, well, she, I can have heavy cream and stuff. So who cares? Right. Um, but that's, that's the first thing I want to say is get your, you know, get your tools that you need and do it. Say, I am going to step on that scale every morning. I am going to, you know, do this much and I'm going to follow. I was not real good about tracking my macros as far as putting them in the lose it app. Um, but I did, I should say probably at first a lot better than I'm doing right now, which is probably why I hit this plateau right now. But, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not panicked about, you know, a week or so of not doing anything. Um, my kids have actually been getting on, you've lost weight too fast. <clears throat> you know, all the things people say to you, you know, so it's kind of like, I have lost about 10 pounds a month, which is what it averaged out to be. So, and now I've just, since Christmas, I've just had a lull, but I've been quite busy I'm eating good, like, you know, the 80%, but not the 90%, you know? Yeah. And as long as I feel good and I know I'm not eating anything that is going to hurt me, you know, or it's going to make me feel like that, you know? Yeah. And I didn't have the brain fog because I'd been eating good foods before this, but my knees don't hurt for some odd reason after taking off this much weight. <laughs> so I can, I, I mean, I still have arthritis. I've already had a hip done and, and getting up and down is still difficult, but I, I can walk, I can now go up and down the stairs one step at a time, like you're supposed to. And I can do a lot of things that I never thought I could bounce out the door. Like I can. That's so, so amazing. So now, like you said, you're not a big, you like whole foods. You like to eat, you know, good, healthy. What are your favorite things to eat? Like oh, by far the steak. <laughs> My first steak, I um, was a big one and I, I still have problems. I have not had potatoes for a long, long time. I always did uh, either rutabaga celeriac mash or the cauliflower mash. So probably my biggest vegetable is cauliflower. I mean, I probably eat one to two heads of that a week just because that I don't, I hate broccoli. So everything that says broccoli becomes cauliflower. Okay. Um. So yeah, those are and then I, yeah, so I have a lot of steak, pork. I am, like I said, I'm lucky. I have a brother who is an organic farmer and has, so I have grass-fed meat. I have, you know, I, I'm just, maybe I don't post because I feel like I'm a lucky one. So. <laughs> well, um, so, so inspirational. What do you wish that you had known when you started that now you're like, oh, man, if I had known this in the beginning, it would have been such a game changer. I can't really say there's anything. I'm actually glad I did not know it was low carb, you know, that it was keto to be very honest when I started it. I don't know that I would have, because I have all these horror stories from 10 years ago and people started, Oh, they have to test this and you have to test that. And, and hearing it all thinking, Oh, I don't want to do all that stuff. And so I'd never done keto. I'd heard it worked. My nephew had done it and stuff, but the recipes, it's just so easy. Everybody talks about the meat. Well, I love cheese, but everybody talks about all they did was eat meat and cheese, but I want my vegetables. I'll be very honest with you. I'm, I'm a gardener. Okay. I have all these weird vegetables like celeriac, rutabagas, things like that, that I like to eat. So, you know, it, those are my favorite things as I still, I probably, like I said, cauliflower week. I, 
I love that you said that. I think one of the things that um, that's a disservice to this way of eating is that so many people are like, oh, you can't have vegetables. Um, and the reality is you can have lots of really good vegetables. And not only can you have the vegetables, but you can have them in a way that makes them like amazing. Like because it butter, <laughs> yeah, butter, cheese, cream cheese. I mean, that's where it's at when you are making vegetables. Um, and I like broccoli when it's covered in cheese or butter. Um, so it, but I feel like vegetables are so much better when you can dip them in ranch or you can... Yeah you know, do different things that have some fat and some really good flavor. So I like that you said, like, now doing it this way, you you're eating vegetables, you're not like depriving yourself of those things. And I mean, the reality is like when you're eating, I don't know what celeriac is, but I'm guessing <clears throat> the celery type of it, it's it's it tastes like celery, but it's a root vegetable. It's called an ugly root because they are ugly. But it, so it tastes like celery, but it doesn't have that fibery texture. And oh. so you can put it like in soups. It's great. You know, things like that. It's a root vegetable. And is it super low carb? Yeah. It, well, it's low carb, more like in your rutabagas. And, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's much better than potatoes. I'm missing my sweet potatoes, but I figure once in a while I can still you have know, that Sweet potatoes are my once in a while thing that I have that's high carb. It's one of the things that like... I was so excited to go into maintenance because I was like, oh, you know what? I can now still go out and every once in a while I'll go out to a steakhouse and I'll have a steak and a baked sweet potato. And I don't have it with all the round sugar and all that stuff. I just have a sweet potato with butter and it's amazing. I mean, it's sweet enough without all of that things, but that to me, like is my decadent, like favorite thing about being in maintenance is that that's one of those things that I I can have it. And, and I probably eat that, you know, once or twice a month. Um, like, and it's just good. And I know like, you know, obviously I'm not gonna have 27 of them. Um, and I'm not gonna cover it in marshmallows, but it gives me that flavor that I want without sending me like down a sugary, um, what's the word wormhole that I'll never survive and get back out of. You know, when you talked about that, that's one of the things that, um, that I think, I don't know if it's a thinlicious, my mindset that has changed so much that I don't have anything that I feel like I can't eat. Oh, I just can't have this. I've looked at what I can have. And like when my um, daughter and son-in-law were here and, you know, and I said, no, I can have anything I want to have. It's what I choose to eat. And this is what I'm choosing right now. And they knew why I was choosing it since he's the father of those two little boys. <laughs> you know? And and that's basically even when I go out, I just was out last week a couple of times and it's like I could even hit Olive Garden. And it's like you're choosing this and I didn't even have a breadstick and I didn't even miss it, which is totally mind blowing to me, you know, because I love that stuff. But you don't have I did have that not had hunger. I haven't just you know, you just don't have that. You've got enough food to eat. Good food. Good food. Exactly. Good food that you can eat that, you know, I've had the deli meat. I think when it, early on, the deli meats were something that I would, you know, I don't like pickles, but I would roll them up with a piece of cheese and some mayo. And there was my I don't like pickles either. That's yeah. how I eat them. Yeah. Cheese, meat, mayo. Yeah. yeah. So 
you know, there's easy, quick to grab stuff too. And like you said yesterday, how you could find stuff in, you can find stuff in convenience stores now that you can eat. Um, there, it's just, to me, mind blowing. My brother asked what I did, what he did with my, what I did with my sister, you know, when he came and saw me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a, you're a whole different person. You're a whole lot less of a person and a whole lot more of a person at the same time. I don't know how to say that. Um, less of me. Yes. Um, Sherry was saying, have you tried making celeriac fries? I have not. I thought that sounds good with the air fryer probably would be very yeah. good. I just, I do it in soups, stews, well, not soups because I'm not a soup eater. Stews, especially, or the mash is so good. Um, adding it to cauliflower mash, it gives you a little different taste. Um, so just cook it up and mash it with MCT oil, butter, a little apple cider vinegar to give it a kick. That's the best way to make mash. Okay. So it's a good thing to know. I I don't even know where I would find celeriac. I guess I could go look for it at my grocery store or. I, you will be surprised. It is a fall vegetable, you know, because it's a root vegetable. So it's fall that you get it. And yes, they're in our Hy-Vee is a big store, but also any of our um, natural foods stores. Okay. I'll have to go. I'll have to go look at it. I'm actually, um, because of Hurricane Ian and the fact that um, my whole tree-lined, tree-filled backyard was like destroyed, we have no trees. I'm thinking maybe I'll put a garden in this year and learn to make, I don't know, I have a black thumb, but I have really high hopes and aspirations because I watched so many of you guys talk about what you've been growing and the things that you've been able to eat from your own gardens that I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. Like, that sounds really, really, really awesome. Um, I'm a farmer at heart, so who cares? <laughs> Let's see what other questions we have. Um, what do you do? Like, what are your tips for making this work for you in your day-to-day life? I'm really lucky because I am retired, so I'm home. It's a little harder when I go traveling with the kids. I don't make them cook, and they are big green grains and stuff, but they do have greens always. And so I eat what I want to. And if I need to, you know, I might do something different that I know doesn't throw me out or really give me a problem, but I just am comfortable. And going out to eat is just, and I have a huge social life and go out to eat a lot. And, but it's usually a steak or a salmon or something like that. It's, it's easy with this to really pick that. And they'll always do a vegetable. Unfortunately, most of the restaurants have broccoli as a vegetable, which I think <laughs> something else, but you know, it's, it's funny. And you could eat a little different too. I think in some ways my mindset has almost moved a little bit to maintenance right now because I've gotten so far <laughs> ready that, you know, saying I want to do another 25 pounds would be max for what I want to do. Um, and so I, in a way I've slowed down with the weight loss and I'm doing a little bit more, much more other stuff, you know, doing the maintenance, but keeping myself, you know, I keep checking everything to make sure where I'm at. So, so my plateau was probably just because I started doing a little bit more carbs and found out I need to back off a little bit. Um, I think, I think there's this like mindset thing where when you hit a certain weight, like that, you're kind of like, okay, like I am super happy at this weight. Like the weight that I'm at now, I could definitely lose more weight. Um, I mean, I've lost 
over a hundred pounds, but like I could lose more. And so I told one of the accountability groups early this year that I'm like, you know what, this year I'm going to make it my goal to lose another 10 or 15 pounds. And, and I've been doing maintenance for so long that I'm super comfortable here. And so I don't have to think hard about like really digging in and tracking. And like, when I, like when I went to Europe and I was eating croissants, while I was in Paris, like I came back and I tracked really good for the next two weeks to like make sure I was back where I wanted to be. But then it was like back to more of a maintenance. And so um, this year I'm digging back into really being intentional about intentional about my tracking and and doing the things I talk about doing, like log everything before you eat it, like log it at the start of the day. So you know what you're looking at for the day, which are things that like I haven't done for a while because I've just been like, oh, I'll just figure it out. As long as I keep pretty low carb, as long as I'm not eating these certain things, I can maintain. And so um, it'll be interesting to see where you decide you want to be, because I think I think the other thing is, and, and I'm kind of in this situation, like I weigh now what I weighed when I was in high school. And so like, I don't really have a good like guess as to what my ideal weight would be because I'm not going to be like, oh, well, when I was in sixth grade, I weighed whatever, because obviously I don't want to look like I'm in sixth grade again. Um, So, (laughs) and my body is definitely different than when I was in sixth grade. So I think it can be hard, like for you, it's been 30 plus years since you've been at the weight you're at. So it's hard to make a good determination as to where you want to be. And so I think it's okay to say, I'm playing it by ear. I'm happy where I'm at. I know I can lose more and we're just going to see where we end up. Um, Like some people have a very specific goal and they're like, all in, I'm going to hit this goal. Um, I'm kind of now in this, all right, I'm going to lose it. Like this year, my goal is to lose another 10 pounds and then we'll reevaluate it. Do I want to lose more? Do I think I should lose more? And then we'll go from there. And that's what I think my body needs to adjust a little bit to this. I would like to get down to about my pre-pregnancy weight. You know, it's kind of, I'm not going down to when I was in college because I don't think skinny old ladies look very good. (laughs) So, I mean, I, my goal isn't that. My goal is just to get down to, you know, where I'm comfortable. And I think I think my body needs to take a little bit of time. And I know that things are still going on inside my body as far as healing and changing. And I've got extra skin to, you know, take care of, get, get rid of a little bit of my wings, you know, things like that. So that's why I said the weight training. And I know when I go outside this summer, more weight is going to come off. Yes, for but, sure. Yeah. So if I pause for you know, have this plateau for a month, I'm not even going to complain about it because I have not hit plateaus. I actually have never done a protein fast day yet. Um, Yeah. So I've got a lot of little tricks that I can still try if I want to, you know, that's what I like about the whole system. It's, it's so individualized. You can work it out for you if you listen to your body. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I say this a lot, like treat your body like a science experiment and <laughs> make this work for you. And, and I mean that all that information, that keto mojo, the stuff that you 
that information that gives you that data is stuff that you can use to make informed decisions about how this works best for your body. When you're logging those foods in the Lose It app and you're logging your weight in the Lose It app, it's a lot easier to look at some of those correlations between I ate these things and I've noticed an uptick or I've noticed that like I'm more bloated or I didn't feel good or some of those things. And because you're tracking all of these different things, then you know, oh, this food kind of might be a problematic food for me. I probably should be aware. Or, oh, hey, I ate perfect yesterday and then I slept terrible but my glucose was elevated because I didn't sleep well. And so when you start tracking all of those things, then you're not in this constant like, ah, what's going on? Why am I like, why am I, why is my glucose level like this? Because it's easy if you're not tracking to be like, oh, I must've eaten something I shouldn't have rather than being able to realize like, okay, there's other things that might affect me. Oh, I started on a new medication. Oh, I started like doing this. Oh, I had a high pain level day. Um, like for me, when my autoimmune stuff flares up and I have a really high pain day, my glucose level is up higher the next day because of that pain. And so realizing all of those things, that data is so, so helpful. Um, all right. What other advice would you give to people? Um, I mean, I feel like you're like, in some ways, you are the poster child for living well and eating healthy prior to this, because I think so many of us have been on this yo-yo diet for so long that we did this and our body was like, eh, like, and so it took a lot longer to lose the weight, whereas you were already eating whole foods, you were already eating pretty healthy before you started doing this, Um and then the weight just like fell off, like nothing you've ever seen before. Any, yeah. any good advice you can give? I, you know, the program is very, very good. And it's got so much good stuff in it. The Facebook group is so answers questions, but supportive, you know, other advice, the whole foods, but, you know, like you said, watch what you do. I'm having a problem. It's winter here which means it gets dark early. I have three feet of snow in my backyard. So um, I want hot chocolate. And I found out if I drink that later at night, yes, my blood sugar is up in the morning. You know, if I drink it in the morning, well, I just don't really want it in the morning. I'm not a coffee drinker. And so I said, it's some things that I'm willing to say, well, you know, I really want this tonight. I know I'm going to be off tomorrow. But the other thing that, you know, before you always get this idea that, oh, I made one mistake. Oh, I might as well just give this whole thing up. And that's not it at all. I made a mistake. I've at, I'm at a plateau right now. I know why I'm at a plateau right now, but I'm willing to be there because I think it's best for me. And, and I, I know I just need to jump back on, but you're not jump back on. I'm on it. I just have to be a little bit more careful with what I do. I've been craving hot chocolate lately. I mean, well, we've had snowstorm after snowstorm after snowstorm. So what else do you want to do but sit in front of the fireplace with some hot chocolate? Um, I love hot chocolate and I drink it um, like almost every day. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of it personally. Um, and Ruth's hot chocolate, that Finlicious hot chocolate recipe is so amazing. And if you add some chocolate collagen protein powder, um, it's super, super awesome. I did that. Uh, I think I drank it too late at night because it yeah. was, you know, because I'm like 
you know, watching TV in the evening. And that's when I want just that or my, you know, glass of, I was so glad to get to the glass of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, we're finally in the stage where we can have some alcohol. Yeah. I'm sorry. I never drank until I was 50. And so I started wine after that. And so I. So you're making up for lost time. (laughs) Just, you know, one small glass in the evening is all, you know, I'm not a big drinker. So, but I did like the, um, all the things from the mocktails the other day. Yeah. I thought I'm going to get some of that because I think that'll be fun to have for a summer. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, one of the things that you just said that is super interesting is you said, you know, a lot of people, they make a mistake and then they just throw the whole program out the window. And when we did the session, was it Monday that I talked about? Tuesday. It's not too late for a new year, this new year. Um, I was doing some research. And one of the things that I didn't share um, after I finished, I was like, oh, I forgot to share this. But um, there was a statistic. I was looking into all of these statistics about resolutions and how long people like you know, go before they give up and, you know, what's the reason that people give up on their resolutions. But one of the studies showed that successful individuals who reach their goals are likely to experience 14 slip-ups in a two-year period. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like it's, that was a really good statistic because I can be very all or nothing. Like I know there are people that are like, do everything in moderation. And I am terrible at moderation. Like, I think that's why so many programs didn't work for me because like the ones where you can have anything, like I was like, well, I can have anything. So I'm just going to eat all the things. And so like, I do better with like very strict parameters. And one of the things that, that this works so well for me is I know it's off limits. Like I know it is clearly off limits. I now know what I can also add back in, like, but that uh, the, that initial straight and narrow, I don't need any of these things was really helpful for me. But knowing, like, but I was always one of those people that I would throw the baby out with the bathwater. As soon as I messed up, like if I went to a Mexican restaurant and even if I ate a chip by accident, like I was just like sitting there talking and I had ordered the fajitas and done all the right things. If I ate a chip by accident, I'll be like, well, I already ate a chip. I might as well eat a few more. And then if I ate a few more chips, I'm like, well, I might as well eat the tortilla with my fajitas. And then I might as well have dessert. And then the next morning, I might as well have a donut. And so for me, it was always like one slip up led to a like total derailment. And so even knowing like people who are successful, they make mistakes, like, but then they get back on the wagon and they keep doing the thing. And so Um, I think that's a really helpful piece of advice. Like know that you're going to make mistakes. Like nobody's going to do this perfectly. Um, but you can't just keep making mistakes. Like you have to realize, okay, I made a mistake and that's okay. I'm going to learn from it. I now know how this affects my body. Um, and then I'm going to get back on the straight and narrow. I'm going to do the right thing. And so I think that's a super helpful thing to remember is you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Um, and, and you're sometimes going to willfully choose something that's not on the program and that's okay too. Like the thing that makes this work is that you can figure out what really works for you and you can use the tools at your disposal. You can use the keto mojo. You can use your daily weighing. You can use taking measurements to say, Oh, these things didn't serve me well this month or this week or on these days, or 
huh, that's really interesting. I ate these foods way more often this week and I had a bigger weight loss or the scale didn't move. But I noticed when I took my measurements that I actually dropped inches when I was eating these things versus these things, or I was less bloated or whatever. So I think knowing that this works individually for everybody and you can use the tools to make this work best for you is is good, good stuff to know. Your Tuesday talk was wonderful. Um, I have to go listen to it again because there were so many things you said that were so good. And, you know, like I said, I'm feeling I'm six months, what, six months in, seven months in, six, seven, seven seven months in. And so, yeah, I probably am thinking a little on the maintenance, you know, because I am going to do this for life. This is it, you know, yeah, this is how I eat. So once in a while, if I want some pomegranate seeds that are a little higher in carbs, you know, that's just part of what you do, which nothing that's bad for me. You know, it's just a little higher in carbs, so I won't lose as much right now. Right. And that, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think the thing that makes this lifestyle sustainable is that you do get to choose. Like, you know what? Yeah. You, if you choose to have this thing, it might take you a little longer to get to your goal weight. Or you may decide, like, hey, my original goal weight was 10 pounds lower, but this is the best I've ever felt in my life. I'm at a size that I never thought I'd be at. And you may also be surprised that you may find yourself at a smaller size at a higher weight than what you expected. So like, there are a lot of you that were like, oh, hey, I want to lose this much weight so I can be this size. And you may find you're at a higher weight, but you've been doing weight training and Mm -hmm. because you're losing fat and not muscle, like your body shape is going to be different at these weights than what it would have been at a different time in your life. And so you may realize your original goal was too high or your original goal was too low and you can adjust, um, which is awesome. And because this is a lifestyle and a lifelong thing, this can be your goal for now. This can be your goal Like you can be in maintenance till this summer if you want. And then you can decide, hey, I'm going to jump in when we do a spring challenge or when we do a summer challenge, then I'm going to go fully back into all in finlicious weight loss mode at that point if I decide I want to lose more weight. And so um, that's the great thing about this being lifelong is you can eat this way for the rest of your life. It's sustainable and it's good. And if you do decide you want to lose more, then you know you have the tools to dial in your macros to make it more about weight loss. And if you decide I'm really happy here or this is a really busy season of life for me and I don't have time to be in full, like I'm going to lose weight mode, that you can dial your macros to make it be really, really sustainable for you where you're at. So- I think that's, yeah, I really agree with that. And, you know, some people have, I, you know, I can't believe the gal who is in a fifth, fifth wheel, you know, doing it. and, and all the ones that, you know, you've got your family, you're getting out, you know what I mean? You're, you know, I am so lucky. I should have done this years ago. I know that, but this program wasn't around. So, no, I know, you know, so I jumped on it in the first month it started. So I will be one of those all, you know, for life. This is yeah. what I do. And, Everybody that sees me and says, oh, you lost weight. I said, what do you do? Thinlicious. I mean, I should start putting thinlicious.com cards on. I wear a Thinlicious shirt every day just to That's show everybody. I, I wanted that Thinlicious um, um, 
apron that she had. I said, I got to get that. You know, we got to get the Thinlicious aprons and shirts and stuff. I like, know, she's, she's got all the Thinlicious swag. Um, <laughs> I was so excited to get my it's going to be a great year Thinlicious t-shirt because it's That's, so cute. I need to um, get So do I, I wish, have to really fill out everything to get that? <laughs> um, I wish that um, I wish that Thinlicious had been around when I started my journey because it would have been a lot less like this yeah, and a lot more like, and and that's what mine has gone down like this. And so that's why I said, if there's a, it just happens to be that right now, the pauses and I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, nobody has a straight line down. Um, I mean, everybody's got some, a little bit up and downs as you're going down my literally for the first like five, six years I was doing keto. It was literally this, it was straight and up and down. Sometimes higher up than lower than because I would lose the weight. And then I would go back to eating the way I was eating. And so when I finally like dug into this same science that Ruth is teaching through Thinlicious, I was like, huh, that makes so much more sense. And deciding I'm not going to go off the wagon when my inflammation levels feel better, when I feel good, like that's a big difference. And realizing like, I can do this for life and I'm not deprived. Like it used to always be like, okay, well, I'll do this like until I lose the weight and then I'm going to reward myself with an ice cream sundae. Like that was my mentality and it was never, it just didn't work. And so figuring out this is for life. Um, and so that I can have a good rest of my life, um, makes a difference. And grandkids are a really good motivation. Like when my grandkids are around, holy cow, they take so much more energy than, my kids do like my kids are a lot easier to have around than my grandkids. And I like, I love my grandkids, but like my five-year-old granddaughter, I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, she's like, okay, Gigi. And then we're going to, and then we're going to, and then, Hey Gigi, lift me up. Can you carry me? Can we do this? And I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm tired when at the end of the day with her. And so I want to be able to do all the things with all my grandkids and and have like a really energetic life. So I love that your daughter said, do this for your grandkids. And, and you did not waste any time because you jumped in and you're like, oh, hey, look at me now. I did the yeah. thing. So I don't know what she said in that come to Jesus meeting, but holy cow, she was very, very effective. And she could probably like sell that. Yeah, a 5.7 uh, A1C is what really really did it for me that it had gone up. I had been sitting at five, four for a long time, but that put me into the pre-diabetes and I didn't want it. I just absolutely did not want it. I, I unfortunately I've seen what happens and I just yeah. said, and my insulin, my fasting insulin is now down to within normal limits. And it was 20 something to start out with. So I know how much this has helped my body to prolong, prolong my life or whatever. I, I have such longevity in my life. I want to be able to be active, you know, that long. So yeah, I was, I was amazed when I was reading that like people in your family live to be like in their nineties. Oh yeah. 95 is pretty much, you know, my aunt died seven days before she was a hundred, seven days before we celebrated her birthday. So you at 68 are sitting pretty in the um, middle age department in your family. Yeah, that's right. Like you are not. <laughs> yeah, you're still so young. You got the rest of your life ahead of you. But, but I was old when I had became a grandma. So that's the hardest part was, you know, when I, I will be 80 when my um, oldest one turns 18. 
Oh, wow. Got to think about, you know what I mean? It is like, yeah, it's, uh, so I, you know, I will be lucky to see them. I want to at least see them get through high school. So. Well, at the rate you're going, you're going to see them get married and. Well, that would be wonderful. And yeah. have babies and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up? I'm going to make sure there are no more questions that I'm missing. Um, I am going to, yeah, say something about Ozempic. Um, I don't know if people have heard about it. I'm sure it's the now weight loss been approved for weight loss. And my daughter did put me on it. Luckily, I have her because she started at a very low dose because the side effects of it are not fun. I'll be very honest with you. But it does help your cellular level things work. And so I think that's what's helped too with mine. But I don't, before I was on it for the first two weeks, I was losing weight. So it was not just the Ozempic that did it. Um, But just for people that, are thinking about that. Just remember there are some side effects there that can be pretty miserable if you start on a higher dose. I started on a non-therapeutic dose, so I know that it wasn't it. <laughs> well, I um, have been so inspired by you. I know so many other people um, that are watching this today are super inspired as well. Um, I don't know if you saw Mara's comment um, about she lives in Greece, but she said she can't find regular celery, but they have a ton of celeriac root in Greece. So your tips on that is very helpful. And there are so many people here commenting. Um, congratulations on your weight loss. Well, way to go. That's awesome. Um, so like you are such an inspiration and we're so glad. Um, and we can't wait to see more of you, less of you in the Facebook group. <laughs> I don't really know how to say that. Like more of your success, more, less more, of my, your more, more, more posts about weight loss. Yeah, more posts about weight loss. So I will post when I break off this plateau. I will post it. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Kathy. We so appreciate you coming in and sharing your story with us today. It's been awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> bye bye. Don't you just love Kathy's story and her attitude? It is so good and so inspiring because if Kathy was finally able to transform her health after all this time, then there is definitely hope for the rest of us. And that brings me to the end of this bonus episode. But don't be sad because I've still got one more bonus episode for you to dive into today. In the meantime, it really would mean so much to me if you are enjoying this content to subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes or wherever else you like to listen. And not only that, if you know anyone else who would find this content useful, then please be sure to share it. Send them a text, share it on social, send it via email, or just shout it from the rooftops. And then finally, because this podcast is so brand new, your reviews on iTunes are a huge deal. So at any point, if you feel so inclined, please leave a review. That would be absolutely amazing. And then be sure to take a screenshot and send it to us at hello at thinlicious.com. We will be choosing listeners at random every week to win a whole bunch of fabulous prizes, including Thinlicious Magic Protein Bars, our 28-day metabolism reset, Thinlicious t-shirts, and so much more. And of course, if you have any questions or any topics that you would like to see us talk about here on the podcast, or you just want to connect, please send me an email at hello at thinlicious.com. And then I will see you back here soon for another episode. That's all for now.